okay, like it says up on the big board, it's not Sunday. It's not even 9 p.m. We'll talk about that in a minute. Tuesday, 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 that's right. Hey, man, this is Crystal Cycle Source Magazine, and we're getting ready for our makeup show for Sunday Shop Talk. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. We had a great one. Tons of stuff to talk about tonight. Mike Draco in the house first tonight. Good to see you, Mike. Cincinnati, Ohio, well represented. We got a killer show. We're going to be going over everything from the latest events, news, and uh, my partners in crime out there in Dayton, Ohio. Let's let Mr. Pat Patterson coming in to talk about a bunch of different stuff. The Legacy and, and Legends Invitational at the Smokeout, events going on in Smo- at, at Sturgis, there's dirt drags. Mark, did you hear that? I did hear that. Dirt drags in Sturgis. Somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> hey, at Camp Zero, that shit's bound to happen anyway. Where now they're just adding fuel to the fire. David Crum in with us, Jeremy Sather, Gary Raphael. Hey, guys, what's up, everybody? Lisa Ballard, the queen of Chop Cult, in the house with us tonight. Mario Krim, what's up, buddy? So the, the parking lot outside is filling up. We're coming to you live 50 floors below the street level, getting ready for a killer episode of Shop Talk on Tuesday. Throwing a little curveball in, three minutes out, and we're going live. That's enough time for you to get a drink, kick back, relax, hit the like and share button, let your friends and neighbors know. We're getting ready to go live with Shop Talk. Stick around. Made a little journey into the city of Pittsburgh last night to see some of the most epic fireworks that there are. But man, there's nothing like taking little kids with you to see fireworks. You know, it's still everything's so magical in the world and waiting five minutes. It's just the only person that waits worse than I do. I'm, I'm terrible at waiting. The little kids are like, okay, it's been three seconds. I'm out of here. Hope everybody had a safe fourth Fill their bellies up good and celebrate the independence this country gives to us. And uh, now we're now we're back to work. But hey, there's still motorcycles, and that's what we're here for. Minute and a half, we're going live with 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit in this week's installment of Shop Talk. Jason Sims, what's happening? Is this for real shop talk on Tuesday? It's true. Man, we almost called you to have you on tonight because I understand there's big news in the uh, antique and vintage world today. And we, we did want to talk to you about that. Maybe, maybe you can dial in in the second part of the show. We have a little conversation about the uh, cross-country chase and motorcycle cannonball being the only game in town. Booyah! That's right. One minute now, we're counting down one minute, letting the audience build up a little bit before we get this one out of the station and up onto the tracks. But hey, we missed Sunday completely, and we almost, we're 10 minutes behind Tuesday. We almost missed Tuesday, so let's get this one rolling. Here comes this week's Shop Talk.
Sunday. And uh, we're not sorry because everybody was celebrating the holiday. We couldn't we couldn't get a guest, and we figured everyone was going to be busy, so we just pushed it to Tuesday. And here we are with this week's shop talk. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm going to be your host for the next ninety to one hundred twenty minutes here in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Appreciate you guys stopping in tonight. As always, joined by the crew. Here in the studio. What's up, everybody? Hello. What okay. in the hell are we doing here? First, tonight? everybody show me this. <laughs> everybody still has all their fingers. Nope. Oh, see? <laughs> hey, I have to register a complaint with production. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking I of production, it's it's uh, it's Les Nesbaum's birthday today. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. Our ass prod. Yeah, happy it's birthday. It's his birthday. Okay. I want to hear the complaint. I like complaints. I can't hear your banter in the beginning anymore. Jibber no, jabber. You don't. You don't want to hear it. No, I do, because then I know what to come in with. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's vital. It's critical to my it's entrance. Very important to the beginning. It is. I, I've learned how to tune them out over all these oh. years. This well, is gonna I be. Mean, this is gonna be a really hard show because most of the people on this show tonight, I can't even effing hear anymore. <laughs> so, like you have the greatest selective hearing on the planet next I do. to Chris. What? Poor, poor Dana. I haven't heard a word she said in five years. So listen, I got to tell you guys. together, Mark? Five years and three days. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you guys, uh, you know, people who have known me for a long time, like Mark and, and Pat, our guest tonight, know that I didn't have the benefit of, of raising my own children from birth. But I've been lucky enough to share a family with Heather. I've helped raise a, a beautiful, beautiful daughter. And I'm currently getting my Grandpa, grandpap achievement badge, I guess that would be called. I'm a few years into the grandpap thing. And both of them tonight at dinner were like, I want to sit next to Pap. I want to sit next to Pap. But man, I just, anybody that, that has experience with children, please answer a couple questions for me. Where in the hell do they get all the energy from? And how do they never run out of questions? Because it's it's nonstop. They will literally be drying off from the pool asking me what we're doing next. That, that's their job. Yeah. So I don't. I so don't, I don't have the juice. No. Think about it, Chris. <laughs> hey, I sort of feel that way with you for the past. I was, well, that's years. what Who I was going to say. About? Think about it. Remember that phase when you went through where you had your painting, your computer, and your guitar all at once, and you just go. Broop, broop, broop. That's what a kid does. And you're like, like 40. You are a giant six-year-old. I thought I was. You are. I thought I was until this week. Oh, no, you are. They, listen, me, they, you they are. kicked my ass this week. There's, there's one thing that I want to share with you guys, and this is why I'm bringing it up. I mean, we're, we're proud grandparents and unashamedly so. But when you talk about, you, you see people put up these posts about teach them young and start them young and all this stuff. There is nothing in the world like the joy that comes from a young person whenever they get the first opportunity to control their own motor vehicle. And we got, we got to be, we got to be the, the, the conduit for two young people to learn how to ride a motorcycle this week, and it was awesome. Conduit. Conduit. That's really a good word. We got air. <laughs> Was it awesome? Yes! Give me five.
goes, dude. First solo ride. And almost dumps it. He kept it up. Oh my god. But listen, so here's the thing. His His sister is two years younger than him. And watch this. She drives this bike by herself. She was fighting me the whole time. I was like, okay, here, just take it, man. Just just go. And like a champ, I could have got off the back of the bike, she wouldn't have cared less. You do realize that right now the show's going on and all those motorcycles in the garage are unattended. Dude, how's it feel? Good. A little bit scary. When we did that part, we, I had to go away over there because that was my first turn alone. Was it awesome? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do it again? Mm, probably tomorrow. Now you know what you're doing tomorrow. Right. <laughs> But listen, seriously, I want to thank uh, Zach and Emily, their parents, for what's been an incredible two weeks, man, living life through the eyes of a kid. Yeah, I'm kind of not digging the fact that we have to return them. And we do have to return them. That felonious activity of stealing children, Heather. That's the best part about being a grandparent is you can bring them back. (laughs) You wreck them, do whatever the hell you want to do with them, load them up with candy, dump them off, and get get out of there. I gotta tell you, like I I necessarily don't necessarily have the same sentiments as Chris as far as like the questions and the energy and like I have had such a good time with these kids. Like I seriously do not want to return them to their parents. You raised two kids, right? That's see that, and that's the thing. You know, the, the the heat came up slowly underneath you right. rather well, than you just jumping in a hot pot. And for me, like, <laughs> it's different because unlike Chris, they listen. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they want to. <laughs> no, seriously, they've been, it's just been so much fun because they want to do things and they want to learn, like, the things that we've been able to teach them, oh, yeah. aside from riding the motorcycles, it has just been, it's just been so great. So I did tell my son that I may or may not show up on Thursday with them. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's, it's been a great week here. And partially I'm saying this because I apologize if we've been a little out of touch. It's because that is a full-time gig. Like keeping them, keeping them primed for activities between the activities, the sleeping, the eating, and the making sure nobody... like. If you turn around for two seconds, someone has slammed a, a finger in a door or, you know, emptied out the pool Sounds into the like backyard. The past 30 years with somebody that I'm not going <laughs> right? to mention the name. Let's and see, speaking they set of that, a parking lot on fire, drove a truck <laughs> well, hey, into, into the bar. Well, I mean, we, speaking of that, our hey, guest leave tonight. Leave us out of it. That was all Chris's fault. <laughs> oh, and, oh, yeah. And no. hey, no, don't get me wrong. The guest tonight was the same issue, oh, for Christ's yeah. sake. It, that was like babysitting was, rabbit. was. He was he was that way at the last event he was at. <laughs> so, do you remember at any point in time your grandmother saying, "I hope you oh, have children." Yes. Oh, absolutely. Guess what? Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, and and Amelia was bad enough. Oh, Am- Amelia, Amelia is a mini you. Yeah, yeah. Amelia Amelia is a carbon copy of me, but like the 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 energy and the you know they do stuff just to see if they can get away with it, man. Like. 
too. Oh. Hell, we still do that. Don't I, hear, I hear this shit coming out of my mouth that used to come out of my grandfather's. You know, where, where I turn around, I go, are you kidding me? You're doing that right now? Did I not just tell you not to do that? Well, maybe, come yeah. here. Come here and right like, now. Why are you doing it then? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can get him to hold the flashlight for you while you work on a car at night. Hold it where I need to see, not you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen. The hour is going <laughs> to blow by, and I know that our two guests are on press time here, so we're not going to um, we're not going to go the news first tonight. We're going to go straight to our guests, but real quick, we're going to break away and take a look at this cool feature bike that we uh, we gathered up for you guys at the Broken Spoke Door in Daytona this this bike week. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to bring in two of our legends and legacy builders for Smokeout. So stick around. We're going to check out this bike, and we'll be right back with more shop talk. Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Bill. Submit your build, share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. My name is Dave Lowry uh, from Brownville, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have a 1948 flathead. We had a, it's just a mixed batch of parts that we had laying around after my uh, my grandfather passed away. Uh, he, he had a garage full of parts. Ended up being my parents' garage full of parts. Ended up being my garage full of parts. And uh, this past November, we got a bug up my backside to do something with them. So me, my daughter, my uh, my dad, we started tinkering around, putting things together, and this is what we ended up with. We got a 1948 uh, motor and tranny. 1948 frame, 1931 I-beam front end, uh, 1931 handlebars, fenders in 1940s, uh, saddlebags, $20 eBay, eBay specials. They are just uh, uh, self-tappers to the, to the uh, fender. Everything works great outside the uh, wiring. We're still working on that, work in progress. And then the exhaust, uh, one night we were sitting there working on the uh, working on the bike, and they're really... Uh, we're just finishing it up. We really didn't have an exhaust, so we had some old fishtail, fishtail tailpipes laying around in that. And my daughter wanted to learn to weld, so the one night I uh, took out the old sputter box. The old sputter box was sitting there and stuff. I had some wire coat hangers, and we welded that tailpipe onto the headpipe. And there it is. It works well. No exhaust leaks. It sounds like a sewing machine, just like a flathead's supposed to. Oh, my garage at home is way too small. Uh, got into this vintage motorcycle thing a couple years ago through uh, through a mutual friend and. Uh, we just started getting into the race of gentlemen. The 48 parts were there, so we just started putting things together. Garage is small, just, you know, one car, you know, got a couple bikes in it. We sit there, all the old tools, most of the tools came from my grandfather. Uh, my dad, everything left over, flea market buys and stuff, and, uh, you know, wrench at home, learn as we go, and it's, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I don't wrench. I never really wrenched. I, it's one of those things that is uh, something that I learn as I go process. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse since, uh, I've been an RN since 1994. You know, I do that at night, work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. During the day, days off and stuff, rather than running the streets, having a good time and stuff. I like sitting in the garage, having a couple beers and figuring things out, you know. Hi, my name's Dave Lowry. I'm from Browndale, Pennsylvania, and I'm a Dennis Kirk Garage Builder.
Welcome back. All kinds of shit. Wrong button. Welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Studio. You're watching Shop Talk. Hey, our guest tonight. This so for those of you that aren't hip for Smoke Out this year, we decided to do an invitational that would pay homage to the foundation of Smoke Out. You know where it all came from, how it got started, and Mark. There is not a person on the planet that can talk about the old days of smoke out and not cite some felonious activity from the lead sled trailer. Yeah. I never had any yeah. of that. So just to let everybody know it was not me. But you know, we wrote just recently, if you go to um the smoke out website, the smokeoutrally.com, if you go to the smoke out website, we wrote the history of the smoke out. And when you start to put down the things that came out of smoke out and the people that went there like the high striker since we're talking about lead sled lead sled showed up one year and they had a high striker on the front of their trailer i don't remember that stuff being out at motorcycle rallies before that you know yeah. what i mean and it was so many different things like that, that that we talked about the mini bike racing and the poker chips that edge got for for smoke out one year and then all of a sudden they started showing up in dealerships but absolutely a blast to hang out with these guys wherever they are and of course what we decided to come back to smoke out to go back to the beginnings of it we wanted to get together some of the smoke out ogs so the guys that were responsible for putting down the groundwork that made smoke out what it was and uh pat patterson's name was immediately on that list so we asked pat make a a selection for for a legacy who would be his legacy to smoke out someone that was new to building or new to smoke out and he picked Mike over at Chop Machine. We're lucky enough to have them on here with us for a little bit tonight, so let's go to the lines and check them out. Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectro Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. That's the most still I've ever seen you sit. I hope your computer screen isn't frozen. <laughs> on, on top of the fact that's probably the nicest things that we've ever said about you. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> it froze up for a minute. Yeah, we, we noticed right when it was getting to come to this segment, Chris was like, damn it, Pat did it again. Yeah, as soon as, soon as we were coming away from that feature bike, I looked over and the screen says iPhone. <laughs> like, you're gone and all the, like you were, you were doing something else. You couldn't even wait for us to come to you for the interview. You were checking your social media feed. Yeah, it was, he was doing something. <laughs> he took a picture no. of himself. I got to get this dirt bike suspension together for this race I'm doing this weekend. I'd be back there doing that, not Instagram. Oh, my God. So coming back to smoke out, dude, what can you even talk about? I mean, pretty much the, what, what do they call that, the statute, statute limitations. limitations? Yeah, that's, that's up. We're good. We can yeah. talk about most of the shit that we did the first four or five years of smoke we out. We can all go back there now. Wow. <laughs> this, this is going to be a hard interview. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your bike. It's blue. I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> well, that was uh, the first year we showed up there was when uh, Kevin and my buddy uh, Tyree and Bowles, we all just built, we had all just built our Sportsters. Yeah. And uh, compared to what we built right after that, they were pretty much really cool stock bikes, you know frames painted and stuff like that but uh yeah that that was uh the first year we ever went and it was just pretty crazy to just pull up there and bikes parked everywhere you know billy lane and um indian larry's hanging out it's pretty pretty uh intense kind of now being new on the scene now lead sled was responsible for for a few motorcycles that were 
absolutely iconic that came out of the smokeout years too. And this one I have on the screen. This was one of the one of the first coolest bikes I ever rode. You let me ride this at, at one of the smokeouts while it was still at Salisbury. Did I let you or did I make you? I think you made you, me. You probably didn't even know you took it for a ride. <laughs> I think you so. made me. And then first, first Mark, he made me ride the bike, and then ma- he made me drink something out of it. Well, of course. Everybody so had was, to do that. You had to drink something out of the bike. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The name of the bike's Whiskey Bent, oh. and the entire backbone of the bike is a, is a whiskey flask. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll hold 12 shots of whiskey. Well, who, that's like only one, for one of us. Who else is going to get a drink? And right, Never even thought about that before. That's not enough. You need to build a bigger and bathroom. and and. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Wow, I'm lost. So, like, I have to apologize. I've never been to a smokeout, so I can't even inge- interject here. Like, I know Pat, and I know his shenanigans. Unfortunately, your wife is a saint. Um, <laughs> But I can't even interject. I'm going to move around here. My connection's horrible. Well, we figured that. So, like, I'm really excited about Smokeout, and I'm really nervous. Why? What are you nervous about? Have you met these people? Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> Once Me and Pat have spent a day or two together, I think. Oh. <clears throat> One of my earliest memories of Heather was I remember getting yelled at for lighting the parking lot <laughs> on fire. Yep. I got... Well, I didn't really get yelled at. I got kind of told, "Was that really a good idea?" Yeah, and they, then uh, they weren't. They then weren't I rode mad, up the steps and across that mezzanine on my dirt bike. That you was didn't pretty get cool. yelled at for that. No, I did. I didn't yell at you. I think for I the never, mezzanine thing. Yeah, I didn't yell at you. That wasn't me. That no, yelled at you. Yeah, some it's other dude. Probably really hard to keep track of all the people that have yelled at us over the years. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about your invitation. How how did how did you decide to pick Mike from Chop Machine as your as your legacy to all the smoke out craziness? Well, Mike knows how to have a good time. That's for sure. And he's talented. Uh, you know, him and I have worked together for quite a few years now, and um, everything he builds is spot on and great rideable machine. So. And he's a fellow Ohioan. Are you hitting on him? He's flirting. No, I'm done flirting. <laughs> we did that a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not flirting anymore. I, ju- I just want to know if you did a shot of cough syrup before you came on tonight. Because, like, seriously? <laughs> it's just, it's blaming on the connection. Always blaming on the connection. Well, it is. My connection's crazy. I just moved here. Uh, around, I'm trying to get a better. I don't know. I'm trying to get better service or something. You know, it works. I'm about, I got to run down the Seven Eleven to get some more minutes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your phone on the ground real hard. That works for me all the time. Yeah, give that a try. Yeah, is that a washer and dryer in the back? Or are you just happy to see us? <laughs> oh, it is. Jen makes him do laundry yeah, out in the cool. garage. So, Mike, you've never Here, been. There's the trailer. <laughs> you giving us the tour. Bikes. Ping pong table. If you Ooh. guys like ping pong, never you never know. That, oh, never mind. <laughs> Come on now. Nope. Okay, go ahead. Do nope, it. nope, nope, nope. Whatever. So, Mike, you've never been to a smoke out before. 
Oh, I've been to the smoke out a few oh. times. All right, yeah. but not as a in the capacity of professional builder, I assume. Well, I did. I went down there. Um, I think the first year where I was kind of established would have been 2013. Uh, I went down to Dayton, met up with Pat. Uh, me and Pat started working together. I think right around 2011. So I had a couple of years in uh, working with him, um, putting bikes together. Actually, matter of fact, uh, it was 2013. I remember I bought four frames or three frames, and I had a shovel head I was building. And I think it was six weeks away from Smokeout. I remember him telling, I think it was the, who was it, the uh, editor of Iron? Was it Iron Horse or Magazine? or I don't remember the lady's name. But, uh, oh, uh, we, Ironworks, Maryland Stone. Ironworks, yes, yes, that's it. It was Ironworks, and we were standing at my booth, which is right next to Pat's, and uh, we ended up getting all three of the bikes finished, other than the shovelhead. We didn't get time for that. But I remember him saying, yeah, I gave him these frames six weeks ago, and I just didn't have the heart to tell him that there's no way he's going to get all three of these bikes done for the smoke out. And lo and behold, we showed up with all three of them, and, uh, and they were a hit. I mean, everyone loved them. Um nice clean machines uh yeah it, it was it was i mean smoke out the smoke out man i mean it's uh it's a good time well i gotta i gotta tell you too like speaking of the bikes that you build you know as far as the kind of stuff that i like and the kind of stuff that i that i build here dude that's that shit is right up my alley yeah like i'm getting ready for the show tonight and going through the collections of motorcycles that come out of your place absolutely nice. badass Thank you. Yeah, I'm super. Yeah, stoked. I kind of focus on the, uh, you know, 60s, 70s style chopper stuff. That's that's where my heart and soul is with my builds. Um, and a few years back, I came to Pat and said, hey, I would like to design my own frames, kind of take it a little more old school and go with a one inch tube rather than the inch and a quarter. Um, just kind of skinny them up a little bit and make them just look, you know, that old school look. Um you know, came up with my own rake and up and outs. And uh, I like that straight backbone right from the neck down to the, the axle plates. I like that line. That just, uh, it's, a, it's a hard stance to beat. Um, everybody seems to dig it. We're actually going to be putting these frames into production and a few other parts um, through Pat Shop that are going to be under the, the Chop Machine kind of name. Um, but good old, old school stuff. Now, where do your chopper roots come from? Like, do you have, like, is it your family? Like, were you, help me out here, because oh, I can't find my I words. Born into it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Long story short, my dad would always sit me on dirt bikes when I was a kid and kind of tease me, but then was scared to death of them. Uh, I had an uncle that rode motorcycles, and, you know, as a kid, five, six years old, on the back, riding through the neighborhood, it just kind of hooked me. And I was always wanting a motorcycle. Parents got divorced at nine. I went out and uh, found me a little dirt bike. I think it was a KX62 stroke. And back then in the 80s, this would have been 83. Um, well, you didn't have YouTube. You didn't have you didn't have anything. If you didn't know how to read, you weren't fixing it. Uh, or if you had money, which we did not, uh, I, I couldn't afford to take it to a shop. So it was uh, read a manual, learn how to work on a bike and do it yourself and sometimes you had to come up with you know uh, macgyver kind of stuff to uh <laughs> yep. to fix these bikes but uh 
yeah, the, my, my passion for motorcycles, honestly, it goes all the way back to as a kid with the little wind-up Evil Knievel oh. uh, white motorcycle. I mean, it was, it started there and it just never went away. And like I said, my dad would never let me get one. And as soon as that was possible, I made it happen. That's where it all comes from. So, dude, you are so right. Like so many of us, this was this yeah. was the beginning of everything, right? That is it. Brian Clock had an event before Sturgis. Was it just last year? It was just last year. Just last year, where he had the the company that remakes these now had them come out with a semi truck full of these and had a contest for longest jump and all kind of stuff. But all day long, they must have had twenty different ramps set up. They were lanes where little kids were just allowed to play with these things all day long. And I forgot, like, you know, you immediately think back to the blister oh, yeah. that you had between your thumb from revving them up and all that shit. But you forget how much how much inspiration those oh, toys were responsible influence. for. Yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and, and honestly, I remember where I lived when I had that. And at that time, I would have been maybe four years old. And I'm 49 now and i can still picture sitting in that apartment on the hardwood floor playing with that thing all yeah. day long yeah um so that's just a memory that is just embedded um those, and yeah just you know it's evil knievel yeah buddy yeah that was some there were some good times i i think at one point i used mine so much i eventually poured cox race fuel on mine lit it on fire and jumped it i got i got i sort of got bored with the plain old jumping so Dude, i lit mine on the, fire the fact that you just re referred to cox race fuel yeah right is huge right. yeah how many people even remember yeah that was some yeah. cool shit yeah, back then david crumb said those uh those new replica toys are made from the original dyes too i didn't know that oh, pat you're still with us yeah that's pretty you, you keep yeah is that in, better you keep fading in and out oh now he's in the shitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Take taking our show to new heights. Yeah, well, <laughs> shocking. Uber heights. But, yeah, I, I've been on a voyage for the last five minutes <laughs> trying to get Wi. I'm I'm at Panera Bread now. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Hey Jen, how's my background? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Hey, at least he's not oh, laying man. in bed. Yeah, right. Just saying. I think we did. We do one with him. And who was it? We did one with it. They were in bed. <laughs> It was, uh, it was Johnny Johnny Lang, Johnny Lang oh, from yeah, Strip that's, Club that's Choppers right. yeah, did too. did a whole show from his from his bed. Yeah, not because he was sick. Did he have, <laughs> yeah, did he have a velvet uh, heart shaped bed. No, dude, no. it was really like it was like white wrought iron. I was shocked. Yeah. I thought it would have been a velvet heart shaped. It was like spinning it, the Fergus whole time. Used to have a straight up heart shaped velvet bed. Not this isn't shocking. Who? <laughs> yeah. Ferguson. No, I mean, it was rad, but I'm sure you never wanted to touch it. No, right? Yeah. Dude, we were actually... And I bet there was still chicken shit on it. <laughs> we were actually talking about whether or not we should come up with some, some uh, appearance money to get Ferguson to come back out and remake the, the tidy whitey. No, no. L listen. Mm. I'm, I, 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 no. I'm just telling you right now. Hey, it's not no. for the girls. No. <laughs> Do you remember the superhero? The superhero Trust me, outfit. I know the strip point, stripper pole with the superhero outfit. That was hold on. Shit. Back to Ferguson. Right. My favorite thing about that was was he runs and buys these tidy whities right, <laughs> and shows back up and he gets our big buddy furnace. Uh, big fat dude over there, and they get all dressed up and they come out of the trailer in these tidy whities. So we go over there and we're laughing at these two washing these bikes. And it's got, there's a big crowd around it, right? 
And at the time, these two like old dudes, big, big, scary bikers. Yeah. I mean, like the, these were. Oh yeah, yeah. It, so I'm in the midst of the crowd up towards the front, you know, obviously egging it on, just laughing as hard as I can. And these two like older dudes are like, like it's the mosh pit getting up to the front because they want to see what's going on. Like they're elbowing their way through. Like the dude elbows me in the side to get out of the way because he's like he's he's about to see like the most amazing hot chick he's ever seen in his life, right? <laughs> no, he gets up there at the front and it's Ferguson and his tidy whitey's just shooting water on himself. The look on this guy's face was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And listen, he was so disgusted. That he made all that effort to get up there to see that. I think he felt a little. He felt like like uh, embarrassed, like oh yeah. Yeah, he been violated. Questioning himself. Yeah, he's like, am I? He's like, I'm not really that, am I? I don't really know. But dude, when I I, I was a girl, I swear. When I tell you, when I tell you, like, it was funny to think. Okay, he's got these whitey tighties, and he's going to go out there and do a bikini bike wash. That would have been bad enough. But he went into character. Oh, he oh, was dude. full on. Like, I saw I'm, the pictures. Like, he, at one point, he was holding the hose up and he was licking at the water coming out of it. And, like, yeah. it just, it was it was wrong on 10 different levels. He was in the levels. zone. Yeah, oh, he, he was. Well, he definitely paced himself yeah. in the zone. No question. He was in the free car wash zone. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ferguson, that. that was the first time I'd met him was Spoke Out 13. And if you remember... He jumped in with us because we were heading out to Born Free right from there. Oh, yeah. So that was my dose of Ferguson all the way across the country and back. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I was just going <laughs> to so say. Hey, you had sorry. your buddy Chuck with him also. Oh, yeah, Chuck. Chuck Knuckles. Chuck and Ferguson? Wow. What a... Yeah, that was something. And then our AC went out the band trap the door open halfway across the country. Yeah, Dude, that's... that might have been the show where I shot him in the butthole with the squirt gun full of tequila. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 2013. That, yeah, that that uh, yeah. that squirt gun was dangerous. Oh my god. Okay. So I, many people weren't expecting that. Yeah, we were that. shooting shots across the parking lot into people's mouths or really all over their face. And then Ferguson decides to just moon me and spread his butt cheeks apart. And he's like, shoot me in the butt. Who does so this? Hey, Ferguson. Here's a, here's the worst thing. Who who does that? Who says shoot me there? Who actually shoots them there, and who actually takes a picture of it? Because right over on my computer, yeah, there's the whole nine yards. <laughs> well, you know, the best thing is that the funniest part of the story is I don't think really anybody really realized how bad tequila on your butt would probably burn oh, if you really think about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, especially with all the. Open I only doors. shot him for a second, and dude, he started dancing all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, he, it was like he was uh, trying to do a rail slide on his skateboard, and he hit his taint on the rail. <laughs> you know, and he's just like dancing around, like "Oh my gosh!" So yeah, that's how he was. Chris, I just put those pictures of Ferguson and Pat's folder. No, on Flickr. Okay, I got to bring them up. Yeah, that's uh, Ferguson. Ferguson put himself in some many dangerous positions for us over the years. Here it is. Well, Here it is. For for your viewing enjoyment, ladies and, and gentlemen. And dude, did you notice he crawled over that bike? He never bled once. People can't walk by that bike without bleeding. No. <laughs> this actually happened live at Smokeout. God, I hope it's not. Dude, my bike was anymore. so clean. <laughs> there it is. There yeah, it is. That's the good one right there. That's the money shot. The <laughs> money shot. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a piece of work he was. So I don't even I don't even know how to get this back on track from there because it's, you just can't just let it go with this. So smokeout's going to be a blast. You guys have uh, 
18 builders are included in the Legacies and, and Legends Invitational. But um, we also want to talk to you guys about some of the other stuff that both Lead Sled and Chop Machine have coming up. And Pat, you are no stranger to playing around in the dirt, but you're taking that to another place this year at the Buffalo Chip with, uh, with dirt drags at the Camp Zero party. Yeah, you know, like uh, last year, uh, Mike and I did the uh, Good Times show in Toledo, which we'll talk about that here in a few also. Um, we did dirt drags up there, <clears throat> and that was such a good time. And, um, you know, I know that you do a lot with uh, the mini bike drags and all that with your, you know, the, the Christmas tree and all that. So I'm like, you know, maybe we should bring in the dirt drags up there at Sturgis, you know, uh, at Camp Zero just – you know, there's a lot of dusty dirt, and it just seems like a lot of the place, uh, a good spot to get loose and throw a lot of dust up in the air. Well, you know, that was something like when we talk about all the time about having uh, bringing the motorcycle back to the motorcycle rally. Like, that used to be something that was just impromptu. Like, people would set up garbage cans, one, you know, 150 yards from another one, and people would race. Yeah. And dirt drags, especially, you know, in what we call the Rust Belt, through the Rust Belt area, if you weren't climbing a hill, racing in a circle, or running in a straight line, yeah, you when two motorcycles were together, you weren't having a party. Yeah, you weren't riding. So, that goes back a long well, time. Well, it goes right along, but... Uh, you know, with the Sportster Showdown, I've just always worked hard at trying to keep it um, a show that's more like a picnic get-together as opposed to just hanging out in a parking lot all day, you know, um, not dissing those type shows. But, you know, I just try to drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to make it into a party. Um, you know, I think the dirt drags will bring some edginess to it, to us. Um I'm looking at this year. I'm sure we'll probably do some impromptu hill climbing there also. And then next year, I want to bring actual chopper hill climbs to the day also during right the show. Right on. You got big plans. Big plans. Big plans. Yeah, big, big, big plans, Johnny. Big plans. Big ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to bring Ferguson out there, and we'll have free bike washing. Yeah, after <laughs> after the dirt track, Ferguson can wash all the bikes. It's really dusty. No, for sure. Well, dude, and this year, um, you know, Cycle Source, Harley Davidson sponsoring the show. Um, Cycle Source, White Knucklers jumping in. Uh, Bear's giving me um, knives for all the winners of the races. We're going to throw in $100 to all the winners of the races. So, you know, to come out and race, you know, there's potentially a chance to win a couple bucks and a sweet knife from, uh, you know, White Knuckler brand for sure. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, we're losing Mike. There he is. He was doing this best Pat Patterson impression. So we also we also want to talk about the the Good Times Motorcycle Show. Um, this is this has been a chop machine pet project for how many years now? You've been working on this. Uh, seven years. I've been uh, dreaming of putting this together, and last year was the first run at it. Um, you know, the first first years of your trial run and. People like to see a little success before they jump on, but uh, unfortunately, it, it takes a little success to get people going. But it was a great time, and everyone loved it. Um, it's in a phenomenal location. Um, it's actually at a place called Griffin Hines Farm, um, which has a ton of history. It's actually one of the oldest juke joints left in the country. Um, with people like B.B. King. John Lee Hooker actually used to live uh, in the apartment above the bar Explain there. what a juke joint is. 
it's a jammer, buddy. It's yeah, uh, explain what it, yeah, no, because this is this is cool as hell. You were telling me about this. You were telling me about this yeah. earlier today when we were setting up for the show, and this is this is one of the coolest things about it. When something has that kind of history, man, yeah. you got to make sure people know about that. Well, it's there is a really good if people want to tune in and check it out, and get the in depth on it. It's uh, PBS did a special. I think it's on YouTube. Um, it's about an hour long special on Griffin Hines Farm, and it goes into the start. I mean they. They used to have, uh, actually used to have dirt drags out there. They used to have a uh, circle track out there in the uh, 30s and 40s where they raced motorcycles. Um, and the owners, they used to just go out there with a little old record player. That's how it all started huh. uh, in the middle of the farm field. And they needed somewhere else to play, so they built a juke joint out on the property. And back when this all started, there wasn't the turnpike or anything going between Chicago and Detroit. And we're literally smack dab in between that. So when uh, these big bands or blues bands were traveling, they, they would stop there. They heard this is the place to stop, uh, and and they would they would stay for a couple of days and play. And people just hang out. I mean, BB King, uh, John Lee Hooker. I think somebody even said Elvis played there at one point. Um, the, the I mean, if you can think of blues, anybody that's a big time blues legend, they probably played there. Uh, so a lot of history, a lot of really good history. And the building's still standing. I mean, it's still there. Um, we actually utilize that building for the party. We uh, uh, put speakers and stuff out there. We have a bar out there so people can hang well, out. Well, there's still, like, posts out there where uh, when people used to ride up on their horses. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, tie yeah. their horses up and stuff. All that stuff is out there, too. I mean, it's just super neat. Yeah, yeah it's a real big piece of property. It's about 30 acres. There's a huge pond out back, which this year we had sand dunes back there. But this year we're going to push all the sand down, have a nice big beach. We're going to put about 100 floaties out in the pond for everybody. Um, we got the motorcycle dirt drags. We got all the motorcycle games going on. Um, there's the chopper show, the motorcycle show. Um, we have great vendors this year, tons of food, um, great bands every night. And we actually we actually uh, provide showers too for the campers, um, so that's nice. A lot of people really appreciated having that uh, opportunity every day to get up and go take a shower. And it's really nice facilities. It's, uh, yeah, who nice would have who would have thought that that would have become a uh, a valuable commodity? Like it it used to be even when I remember going a bay to Pennsylvania used to have this dirty old biker party up in Hazen, Pennsylvania. The entire yeah. state would get together. Even they had a couple garden hoses hanging in a position where it could be considered a shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, who the hell has a motorcycle party and doesn't have doesn't have water for people to wash their nasty well, I mean, body? I, you know, when you're in those situations, you get a lot of dust kicking up and all that stuff. And it's not necessarily like, hey, man, I got to go get super clean. Let me yeah. just get at least a layer to do off of me so I can lay down and, and, and not, not feel not like stick to the shit. ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey Mike, so it says uh, on on your um, website it says taking the party back to the good times of the seventies and eighties with choppers, rock and roll, camping, and partying. That is uh that's not just a, a tagline for your for your event. That's that's a mission statement. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. I, you know, it's it, it's kind of like my bikes and everything else. Keep it simple. Um, you, you don't need to overcomplicate things. Um, stick to the grassroots stuff, the stuff that works. Um, and I think a lot of, you get these, a lot of, you get a lot of events that kind of pull you in so many different directions. You really can't stop and enjoy 
what you're doing Party. or get overwhelmed and you feel like, oh man, am I missing something over here? Okay, what's going on over there? Um, it's just kind of one of the things where you just, you go there and no matter where you're at, you're having a good time. There's, there's something going on, you know, that, that's, it's, it's kind of scheduled out to where you can go watch these games. You can, you can participate in them if you want. Um, there's food if you want to just chill and eat. We're camping. There's bars open all day. There's, you're just hanging out, having a good time. And there's no pressure. There's just no, no pressure. Laid back. It's yeah. laid back. It's a good laid back time. It's laid back, and it's, it's a great vibe all day. Um, and again, like I said, that property, the venue, is just absolutely perfect. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, the pond last year it was extremely hot. I mean, every day it was it was a scorcher. But uh, so people really utilized the uh, the uh, the pond, and uh, that was that was a good uh, a good thing to have. We got, we got a pool or or uh, pond. Yeah. pond. Pond's probably good for you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pond work well. <laughs> we go to the story of uh, Pat and I and a few of us at about four in the morning on the rope swing out there, and uh, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> so, having well, you got, having, of course, it started with it, it started with hey, I bet you can't of course hold oh. on to this rope and swing out and make it back in. And of course, I had to do it first because nobody would do it. So luckily, I pulled it off. Yeah. There was a couple guys that couldn't hold on to a rope as long as they needed to, though. <laughs> See, now that's odd for you because normally you convince somebody else to do it first, right? I think. Well, I, I, I totally was trying. Yeah. But I, then it got to the point to where if I was going to get them to do it, I was going to have yeah, to do it first. Have to show them I how it was Pat done. I think. I think Pat, you convinced Pat to go first. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. This is this is going to be some of the cool Whatever, stuff. Whatever got the job done. Yeah, right. Like I was I was telling Mike earlier today on the phone. You know, part of part of what I consider the the real legacy behind Smokeout was it was always a place where you went year after year, and you saw kind of the the new thing that people were doing inside the the subculture of custom motorcycles. You know, somebody was coming up with cool tricks or figuring stuff out, and everybody was sharing those ideas. And you guys being out in the the big horseshoe with all the stuff that you're going to have as lead, lead sled and, and chop machine is really going to keep that part of this going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree hundred percent with that. I mean, it's. No, I totally agree. Like back then there was a lot of, especially you'd show up and it was all new stuff, inventive stuff, you know, that, uh, and it was all still old school. You know, it was dudes riding old school bikes with, new school inventions on them. I mean, like, look at some of the stuff that Billy Lane was building back then, the hubless bikes yeah, and, uh, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. There was just a lot of in, it was exciting everywhere you walked on there. Like you said, it's like, there was always something new popping up, you know, garage builders to top end builders and everybody was just hanging out, you know? Yeah. And it, it just doesn't seem like there's big egos and everything running around that place. It's, uh, everybody's cool and everybody respects, whatever you roll in on. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's just a great vibe. It really is. Well, I think that's one of the special things about it is it, it not only, it, you know, it, it invites the young to be a part of the, the old. So, you know, it's a great place for everybody to mesh together. And, and then again, you know, you have the quiet people in the corner and then, you know, the psychos 
on the other side, <laughs> and and for some reason <laughs> at the lead sled trailer, yeah, some reason it worked, you know. And <laughs> well, I, I I tell you, there's a lot of times that Pat and I are hanging out at these different <laughs> events, and and I think everybody knows we like to party, but people come up and they see how big lead sled is, and they think I'm big for some reason, but they'll say, man. For, for what I thought you guys would be, you guys are really cool. You guys are laid back. It's like, well, this is, we're just like you, man. We're, we're no different, man. We respect the motorcycles. We love what we do. Um, we just took it to a little bigger, bigger level, I guess you'd say, but uh, we respect all the guys that are starting and, and into this because we still have a huge love for motorcycles. I know there's a lot of people that get into this, start making a bunch of money, and that passion kind of fades away because it becomes a money thing after that instead of a motorcycle thing. Um, and for me, it's never been that. It's always been, I, I don't care about making all the money. Everybody likes to have the money, of course, but I don't think I'll ever lose that passion for motorcycles. I mean, that's that's what we love. And, and people are just like, man, you guys are just... You're just super chill and super cool. We thought you guys might be dicks. <laughs> We're the furthest from it, you know? Well, I think that's part of what kept everybody coming around i mean i know you know i mean it's been a lot of years that cycle source and lead sled got together and have never separated but even whenever you know cycle source and lead sled were small it was never any different than it is now that not that they're big i'm not saying you know we're you know bring the show that's but pretty famous it was it was it was <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if Pat's really famous. It's you know, Jen's really Jen's famous. pretty famous. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, but she, I, I hey, think, she's still the only one from Lead Sled that's actually been on a magazine cover. Right, exactly. Let's get that shit straight yeah, right now. Let's not, let's not get that carried away. So, uh, but, I never thought about it like that. But you know, keep in mind that I'm in the to a, a celebrity, yeah, you're yeah. you're married to a celebrity. Yeah, but, but like it was never. I don't ever remember, and and I've done a lot of traveling with Pat. In, in lead sled, I don't ever remember going anywhere where anybody that walked up to us we didn't welcome in. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was 100%. always an open. You know. Well, and you know what? Like Pat, seriously, don't you don't you find this with your with your business too? Like whatever level Cycle Source is at now. When I started, it was me going with a stack of papers down to the printer in Pittsburgh, and I'd sit there and do my paste ups, and I did everything by hand. I delivered everything in a little seventy two Volkswagen, and it wasn't so much that like. I had some grand plan to be on the national newsstand and all this all this equipment that we sit in front of to do the show and stuff. All of that stuff came just because it was the next thing that we were going to get to do. You know, we get to we well, get to travel living, and we're just living our lives. Right, right, exactly. Like, you know, I tell everybody, right, I'm like, get I'm what you just, love out there more. That's yeah, the, I'm like, I'm yeah. just a glorified garage builder, and I just. I guess turned my life into my job. This is what I do. This is what I'd be doing regardless of what I was doing. So, you know, I was going to tell you, like you used to drive your Volkswagen around passing out magazines. It's like, well, you're just driving a sprint around now, right? Still doing the same amount of work and just doing what you do and do what you love doing. It's right. just, you yep. know, a different year and a different uh, avenue of what you're doing now, you yeah. know? And, well, you, and, and you, my point through that was that in all reality, I mean, again, how long have we all known each other? None of us have changed. I mean, we're all still the same. We all still laugh about the same thing. Chris Mark still has the same pants on. I still actually, I, I, I mean, for Christ's sake, I'm wearing a, a limp Nicky shirt. So, you know what I mean? The, um, I mean, in all reality, 
nothing has really changed in the world's changing around us, which I think is pretty cool because it keeps everybody down to earth. And like Mike, like you said, that old school mentality, keeping it small, keeping it simple, make the people have fun, make them have fun, you know, give them the opportunity to have a good time and they're going to come have a good time. And and I that's think, always been our theory. Right. It's like, you know, when we're set up to let that trailer, we're not trying to be crazy. We're having a good time because we're at an event. We want to enjoy ourselves because because we're not at work. And right. then, you know, if somebody's walking up to our trailer, you know, I'm going to embrace them and bring them in because yeah. they're on vacation for the week, too. They're off work. So yeah. it's like, let's all just have a good time and enjoy that. We're off work and having a great time at this great event for the weekend, you know? And it all revolves around motorcycles. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Two wheels. But, you know, even like t- today, Pat, I was, I was busting your balls a little bit about your new bowl washer. You know, to think about, to think about the fact that you're, you're actually, you're actually have just installed in Lead Sled, in the new shop, a CNC tubing bender, like from all the shit that we all did over the years, figuring out from, I mean, for, for me and Mark, we go back to, to cutting necks with a, with a sawzall, oh, yeah. heating them with a, a rosebud torch and bending them with a digging bar to make choppers up to, you are using oh, yeah. a Bally Industrial yeah. CNC tubing bender. You are so grown up right now. It's but sickening. It, but it's yeah. not, it's not because. It's not because, you know, you want to corner the market on, you know, you're going to take over the world of, of chopper frames. Like, it's just the next thing. It's right. the next thing you get to learn. It's the next process in making your products better. And efficiency and, yeah. Yeah, efficiency. You know, we, we can improve on our quality. We can make everything more precise, yep. um, repetitively, um, you know. But, yeah, I'm like you. You know, I remember the first chopper that we ever did. I heated the uh, down tube up. And me and uh, one of my buddies went out front and wrapped it around the tree in the front yard <laughs> to get the correct <laughs> angle that we needed. That's awesome. You know, the best part about that whole thing is the first ride. When oh, you yeah. realize how effed up it how really sketchy, was. How sketchy that shit is. And you had to is. go fix it again. <laughs> so, see, baby, when I, when I tell you that the, the, next, the next thing I need to buy for the shop, or, it's just the next thing that I want to learn. Yeah. See how good and wholesome this is? Yeah, it's, it's so sort of like college. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's for the greater good. Yeah, it's for the greater good of uh, chopperism. <laughs> chopperism. We want to start putting frames into production and, and, and pushing out a lot of. Right. And, if, and like I tell Chris all the time, if that were actually how we made our living, oh. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he could have whatever tool he needed. But so somebody's, that is not how we make our living. Somebody's asking for uh, more information because they're looking. They're actually looking for frames. So I'm going to put both of your websites right now in the uh, comment section. I want to go to Poppy. He's going to get me a new shirt. Well, Poppy is I looking. That Poppy's looking for a new shirt. Actually, Poppy's just looking for a different shirt for you. I wouldn't. What's wrong with the I'm, shirt, Chris? I'm just saying. He he runs a bike show every year. I know he has leftover shirts. You're liable to get a oh, a seventy second anniversary I'll, shirt. I'll, I'll take I'll take <laughs> you know, anything. Like I'll take anything from Poppy. I wasn't aware of a lead sled shirt, <laughs> and I thought I don't even like that guy. So, I didn't uh, Chopperism. What did Charlie Brechtel when you guys you guys were talking? Yeah, yeah motorcyclism. Motorcycle. You guys were talking Sickle. about John Lee Hooker, and and Charlie actually used to tour around with Hook, and he t- man he would sit sit back and tell so many cool stories about that shit. 
Yeah. That was motorcyclism. Yeah, I mean, he, he was apparently a big part of um, the venue that we use. Um, there's plenty of stories that go around about John Lee Hooker having that apartment upstairs there. And I, I don't know how long um, he was there, but um, he was definitely a part of that venue. Um, again, uh, there is a, a great special on P- uh, from PBS. I believe it's on YouTube. Um, we need to get goes, a, you need to get a big screen and shoot that special in the middle of the middle of the event. That'd be cool. Yeah, oh, dude, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's there's a there's a ton of history out there. It truly is uh, a great spot. And, and I mean, I remember um, a few years ago, Ed from Hot Bike <laughs> was out here talking to me at the shop. It was about five years ago, and we went downtown Toledo, and there was a great building down there. <laughs> And I thought about doing an event down there, and um, something happened. Some other owners bought the building, so that was kind of shot down pretty quick. So my big holdup was trying to find a venue, and then Griffin Hines Farm started doing a bike night. So I went out there, and I remember the venue from years and years and years ago, back in the the, the 90s, going out there and watching bands. It just kind of slipped my mind. And we rode out there for bike night. And as soon as I pulled in and seen it, I'm like, wow, this is the perfect spot. Well, then COVID hit. Yeah. It kind of killed that. But uh, it just stuck. As soon as I seen it, I was like, this is it. This is where it's going to be. And you ask anybody that was there, it was just, it was phenomenal. It's it's, it's a great vibe. It's a great place. Um, it's got a real feel to it, if you know what I mean. It's just, it's just. It just feels right. When as soon as you get there, it just feels right. Well, listen. Before we cut you guys loose, I want to cut out all the bullshit here and get to the get to the meat of this thing. Is the Impaler going to be at Smokeout? <laughs> That's oh yeah, huh? Could, don't yeah. And, and I've already talked to. Don't you toy with me, Pat? No, I've already got him down. Um, actually, if I can get my whole He's rig and everything took care of. Lost. I'm going. I'm looking right now to possibly ride whiskey bend down there. Nice. Oh boy. So what you're saying so, is you're looking for somebody to pilot the rig down there. Hey now. Yeah. What are you doing? Booyah! You better, you better shut your mouth. <laughs> better shut your mouth. You already tried that once. Mark's already going to be down there. We've got him. Yeah, like you ought to sh- down you ought to for... show up a little bit early and help hey, me out for once. Hey, my truck can go down as early as hey, Mark wants to leave. You ought to show up early and help me out for once instead of me showing up and helping you out. Hey, listen, hey, that's that, that nice new rig. Oh, connection. The connection bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll just yeah. call you. <laughs> how how about even how about even brother Jeff is coming down yeah, with us early? I got I got I got Jeff Rove locked in. Yep. Brother Jeff is awesome. How did you Hey. I'll have him talked out of that by the end of the no Don't way. you Don't. dare. Your brother Don't. likes Don't me better dare. than he likes you. Don't Who are listen. You kidding? He he called he called me up for real pat and he goes, Hey man, he said, yes. uh, this smoke out thing's pretty big, right? And I was like, Yeah. He goes, I figure you're gonna need a lot of help. He said, I think I'm just gonna come down there the week before. He said, That's probably when you guys are gonna be there, right? I said, Yeah, me and Mark are gonna live down there the week before smoke out. He said, Yeah. He said, I think I'm gonna talk to Sharon and just tell her I'm coming down the week before. You guys are you guys are in over your head. So so far the crew is me, Jeff, and Mitch Bodine. Oh my so, god. Nice. Yeah. Well, be- you never know. Hey, does that mean I get, I get to stay home? I'm not on that list. Off the day or two, I will. You, yeah, okay. Hey, you're gonna be lucky you show up the day you're supposed to show up. Heather. I didn't just meet you. Yes. <laughs> That's not funny. It's so well, funny. You, yeah. You're on, but you're on a whole different crew, Heather. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think maybe I should stay home till 
just before. Is, isn't she on the A list, Mark? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. This time I get the B B list. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. It, and again, I mean, if there was an opportunity to, like like always, to haul that rig for you, you know that I would. But it would be great if you got that rig down early and helped me. What's up? So. All right. Hey, can I give a shout I know out why to Jeff's the, going. Uh, why? This ought to be good. Because I'm calling him as soon as the show's over and asking. Because he's wanting to get there early to get a good camping good seat. Spot. <laughs> he's got a nice big rig now. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. moving he's up in the world. Jeff, he's getting down there. He's going to have the best seat in the house. Yeah. Yep. He's, you got that shit he's right. He's going to tell me about it the whole time. Brother Jeff's moving up <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Mike, who do you want to give a shout out to? Well, I just wanted to hit up some of our uh, few of our sponsors for the show. Um, Good Times Motorcycle Show. We got Biltwell, Low Brow, of course, Lead Sled, White Knuckler, Old Bike Barn, Custom Destruction, Baker Drivetrain, dra- Drag Specialties, of course, you guys, Cycle Source Magazine, and last but not least, Chop Cult. So we appreciate everybody's help and sponsorships on this show. Um, <laughs> we, we, do, we do need this support to keep these things going, and it truly, truly does help out a lot. Well, and in uh, in in the fashion that should be true with any motorcycle gathering, you guys are picking out a best of show, the best bike of the show, and we're proud to offer a, a full feature in the magazine, a full layout. We're going to have the photography taken care of and everything for the motorcycle that wins best of show. Yes, yes, thank you. Appreciate that. I am going to be posting that on the website tomorrow morning, uh, so all the details will be available. Um, <clears throat> Yes, it's, it's this is that's good. It is awesome. Hey, Chris, we're also doing a sportster showdown at the Smokeout, right? I know. Yes. Let me uh, let me get to the yeah. events pages here because I've been putting all this stuff up, and then I ask you guys about it. And I'm like, well, didn't didn't you see that on the on the website? And everybody goes, no. <laughs> if it does, if it's not on social media, it doesn't count. Yeah, right. Do you know that? I get. I'm old. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Sports or showdown at Smokeout, rodeo games, dirt drag, custom bike show, dirt drags. What else? What Legends else? and legacies, jack shit, world strongest biker. Welcome party oh, driving movie. Speaking world strongest biker. Oh boy! So I finally got my source for junk motors, so that we have the motor part of that together. I need to talk to you, Mr. Patterson, about our about our deadlift. We need. Yeah, we need. I'm super f- excited about that. I definitely will not be uh, entering that contest. Because really, I really. It's the strongest or- man. I, I doubt. I'll carry the guy a beer. He's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Do but not. I know my. I know my place in this. Uh, in this contest, I'll help build the things that the guys can carry. <laughs> But, but yeah. Well, whatever you do, that's, do that's not. <laughs> whatever you do, do not let Pat mix you a drink. Whatever you do. Yeah, if you want to try to prove you're the world's strongest biker, let him mix your next drink. <laughs> You'll find out. What do they say? F around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen. Thank you guys so much for for taking your time tonight to come on with us and help us get this stuff together. Super, super stoked that you both agreed to be on the grounds of smoke out with us to help us bring this event back and uh can't say enough about sturgis the dirt drags at the buffalo chip and the good times motorcycle show right on hey i just want to say a shout out to pat i appreciate him cool brother me. can't wait 
to uh, to do this with him. Yeah, this is going to be another good time. Yes, for sure, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, you guys, you guys stay cool. We'll see you in uh, see you in Salisbury. Actually, see you yes, in Sturgis. Sir. Actually, Sturgis, <laughs> then Toledo, then Salisbury. Jesus, we'll be tired yeah. of each other by the end a, of the I year. I used to have a shirt that said, "Drink and be happy, for someday you may end up in Toledo." <laughs> mud, mud hens for well, life. <laughs> All right, man, take it easy. All right. All right. Peace, Peace out, y'all. See ya. All right, hey man, you're watching Shop Talk. I'm Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. We're in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We got a lot more to do here tonight on Shop Talk. We got this tech tip to check out. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to talk about some of the news that's going on. The Chinese motor knockoff for the Evo Sports are from Harley Davidson. And what's going on with the FTC now. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Shop Talk. Hello everyone, my name is Alyssa and today myself and Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers, are going to be going over how to change a tire. And I'm going to be using some tools that can be pretty easy to get on just about any budget. Yes, I would absolutely love one of those fancy tire changing machines, but you can get it done with these. So today I'm going to be doing a tubeless tire. You may also have a dirt bike or a spoked rim that has a tube. So with that, just be a little bit more careful that you don't puncture the tube when you're getting in there so that you can possibly reuse it. First, remove your valve core. This holds the air in, don't lose it. You can use tire irons to break the bead, or I've got this under $100 bead breaker just to make it a little easier as I work my way around the tire. tube. You can also use baby powder on your tube to help reduce friction. Notice the mark on the tire where your valve stem should go near and the tire rotation. the bead. Oh, you thought we were done. Not so fast. We've still got to use these wheel weights to balance the wheel and then we get to remount it on the motorcycle. Remove old weights and find the heaviest part. Place weights opposite. Give it a few tries until it seems balanced. All right, now you can start remounting your wheel on your motorcycle and prepare to hit the road. And should you ever need them, Law Tigers are America's motorcycle lawyers. No, they do not sell insurance but they can help go to bat with you against insurance companies and others to make sure that you get the compensation you deserve if you're ever injured in a motorcycle accident. My name is Alyssa. I hope that you found this helpful. Give us a subscribe and I will see you in the next
proven performance is not some sort of empty slogan or marketing catchphrase, but a way of thinking, a mantra, and something we've practiced every day of the week for the last six decades. Designed, manufactured, and tested in the heartland of America. On and off the track, SNS Cycle is the first choice in power sports performance. This is Chris with CycleSource Magazine. I'm in the Dennis Kirk warehouse and it occurs to me, you know, on their website they have features like the tire finder, they have the tire size chart. And when you buy the wheel and the tire at the same time, you get free mounting and balancing. So of course this is where you want to come for tires, but they also have oil and lubricant. A ton of great apparel, custom brake cable, helmets from every manufacturer and a whole lot more. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Studio. And if that's any indication of how things are going to go at Smokeout, I predict that Thursday night will be really laid back and kind of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of clunky. But then in the middle somewhere, somebody's going to get into the whiskey. Oh, boy. We're not naming any names. Rob Nussbaum is in the house. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to our associate producer. What what took him so long? He knows it's his birthday. He's supposed to come on here. Over at another YouTube channel, Nub Graphics, which we're trying to set things up so that we can get Nub aired through our things because he has an incredible talent and does a killer show. Um, Tonight, they were actually painting an old motorcycle robs. They're doing his sheet metal. So he's excused for not being here. Plus his birthday. He can do what the hell he wants. Well, whatever. It's his birthday. He should have been here. It's your birthday. Get your groove on. It's my birthday. (laughs) So five Tuesdays until the Baker burnout drags in Sturgis. Like five Tuesdays. Really? Just so you know. You had to say that. Really, Heather? Five Tuesdays. You know, this is the first Sturgis that we're not balling out to finish a bike. I know. Isn't it awesome? Freaking fantastic. So good. When Michael started talking to us about his show this year, I looked at him like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. And he was like, you know what? He's actually not eligible this year. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. So listen, we are doing things kind of backwards because we had to get our guests on quickly. But then that didn't go quick anyway. So I don't know why we did it this way. But you are watching Shop Talk. Usually happens at 9 p.m. every Sunday. We go live with 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. We start the whole thing off with a little segment we like to call The News. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. 
first up in the news tonight, and damn, this comes in from Hot Cars. This, this Chinese brand is making new replicas of the iconic Harley Davidson Sportster V Twin motor. The Shine Ray V1200 V Twin engine could be your answer to nostalgia for the discounted, discontinued Harley Evolution motor. How can you? Okay. It's going to be hard for me to get through this. There's so much to talk about here. If you're familiar with your Harley-Davidson history, you'll know that the All-American Motor Company nearly went bankrupt in the early 1980s. It took a dramatic last-minute bailout by Willie G. Davidson, the grandson of founder, to put the company back on track. Okay, that's not the right history. Actually, the bailout came from President Ronald Reagan, who put sanctions on every other motorcycle company and gave them an opportunity to get their shit together. Okay, the process all began with refreshing refreshing the heart of any Harley-Davidson, the V-Twin motor. The old pushrod, shovelhead, and ironhead engines were out, and the brand-new Evolution V-Twin... Who wrote this? Some guy that was trying to build up the the business. Evolution still has pushrods, too. Yeah. So let's skip the article, get to the meat of it. Okay, the meat of it is, now I understand why Harley-Davidson had a bug up their ass about redesigning the entire Evolution Sportster motor. Because apparently, from the scuttlebutt that you hear on many other news sites, that's a good word. This all comes from their uh, patents running out on the Evo Sportster. And you would immediately say, well, you know, in China, they don't really play by the same rules as we do as far as, you know, patent and trademark laws. But the company that that engineered this and manufactured it is a Chinese-owned company in Italy. Italy does have to adhere to the same laws, so it makes you wonder... uh, What the hell's going on over there? If the truth is that the patents ran out or somebody wasn't paying attention and now Shinrei is kicking ass with this... Evo knockoff. You almost wonder how good it's going to be. You know, when you read through this article, they pretty much copied everything. Yeah. Like the, everything, the displacement, the, the lean angle, everything is exactly the same. So it's, it's just going to be that motor, you know? And when yeah. you go into the company, the company makes 102,000 different products. Yeah. Everything from rototillers to weed whackers to everything. They so have a line of motorcycles. On an opportunity. Yeah. So are you saying there's going to be Harley Davidson <laughs> weed whacker coming up? Well, I'll tell you what's interesting. Maybe there if, already was. If you consider, like, you, you know what the midweight Chinese motorcycles are going for. There's yeah. thousands and thousands, like 50, 60, 70% less money yeah, right. than what their american counterparts are going for can you imagine if you could get this motor if this this drivetrain was available for 1500 or 2000 dollars? yeah holy moly what would that do what would that do for the aftermarket yeah because you could put that motorcycle together with a lead sled frame you know some Mm -hmm. some lead sled invaders a lead sled front end and poof you have you have a pretty bitchin and rob nussball mass are the parts interchangeable i don't know very much right now like and you're obviously not going to get that from this article because yeah. this guy's yeah apparently lost to begin with. Mike Rob, get one, put it in a Sportster, enter it in the burnout drags, and see how quickly it explodes. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's the whole. Yeah, because like the, there's the question too, like right. you know what what kind of material? There's Just because the they they absolutely identify made Real. identical knockoffs of the motor yeah. doesn't mean they're going to use exactly the same yeah, material. The quality factor is yeah. going to be a bit different. But it's interesting. There you go. There's a look at some of the uh, the SM, SWM motorcycles that Shine Ray is known for. Um, we did a little bit of digging and couldn't find anything about it as far as a retail price or anything like that. But as things come up, we'll definitely 
keep you guys abreast oh, of I'm it. I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot going on now that, yeah. Now that we shot our mouths off? Hmm. I'm sure. Huh? Well, I'm now, sure. Now there's going to be some scuttlebutt. Now that that's over with. So speaking of scuttlebutt, on last week's program, we talked about the then breaking news that the FTC had filed a brief against Harley-Davidson and Westinghouse, and much to our surprise, largely the V-Twin aftermarket has been silent. Well, today, AdventureRider.com comes out with the news that Vance and Hines issued a public statement. And uh, in, in their statement, it says, this action taken by the FTC is a huge win for motorcycle riders. While we still need to see how this plays out, we anticipate that riders will have more choices in how they repair and update their motorcycles during the warranty period, which is clearly a big deal for companies in the motorcycle aftermarket, too. I hope that the it-will-void-your-warranty threat for some who just want a better-sounding or smoother-running Harley is a thing of the past. Now, Here's one thing I want to say. Adventure Rider, first of all, takes like the first eight paragraphs of this news brief to kind of paint the picture that this is just Vance and Hines sour grapes because you remember last year Vance and Hines lost their race deal with Harley Davidson. So them being the only person from the aftermarket that's issued a statement, they're kind of saying, hey, is this why? I could care less about that. Yeah. The, the big news here is the thing itself. But we are going to have a follow-up shirt show that has to deal with this same issue because Kevin Baxter from Baxter's performance has been or Baxter's garage has been talking to me at length about this. This does not mean this does not mean that it's a all call for anybody who wants to go to any cam upgrade or big bore motor or anything like that. And your warranty is going to be intact. What Kevin brought up to me is very, very good point. Now the win is, you can get your motorcycle worked on by any shop you want to, and there's nothing like catback exhaust and everything that would normally be considered a, an, an upgrade that does not affect the performance or would void the warranty in any, any other industry but motorcycles. That stuff's, that stuff's all secure, right? What Kevin brought up is the fact that this is not, there, nothing is going to be different from motorcycles than would be for your Ford F-250. So if you put a tuner on your F Ford F-250, Ford is going to violate that warranty, right. and they have the right to do so because if you've affected the truck's the performance, performance, you put undue strain on the parts. So it's still going to be the obligation of the manufacturer. They'll have to prove that what you did to the vehicle affected those parts and, and have just cause to, uh, to void the warranty. But this is going to be a very, very messy thing for months and months say, to come. because It's going to go on and on. Yeah, the yeah. hows and whys and which parts and yeah. who. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be here, – here's the big thing. Don't like the way, your, the way your bike runs, want to put some performance to it, screw the warranty. Yeah, right. Who cares yeah. anyway, make the, right? Make the move. I yep. mean, the, the, good, the good thing is if all you're going to do is buy your motorcycle and ride it, you don't have to worry about who's going to fix it, yeah. who's going to do your services. That's all intact. Yeah, because, I mean, if you've got somebody digging into your motor, of course they're <laughs> going to void the warranty. Right. Any, anybody in their right mind would void that warranty because you can't – why should Harley be on the hook for well, work that they can't vouch for? Like, what if it was a hack? Here's one of the things, though. As you, as anybody that's been in this more than one motor family, like if you've been here since Shovelhead Boners, yeah. you know that every time Harley comes out with a new motor family, there's there's bugs that get chased out, yeah. and there's things that happen. So, 
like let's say that when the twin cam first came out the problem that they were having with oil pumps that you had an oil pump failure right let's say if you took that motorcycle to a place that's that sold the um who jim's oil pump yeah. or the you know any other aftermarket oil pump the sns oil pump and you put that in is that considered an aftermarket upgrade i mean it's High performance, high flow oil in, pumps. In all reality, yes. If you, you know what I'm saying, but yeah. and that's what we're saying for yeah. the next period of time here. Oh, we're going to have be a lot of yeah. splitting hairs. Oh on this. boy, you're so, not kidding. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. This is not going away anytime soon, or being resolved. Good the, thing we don't buy new motorcycles. Right. <laughs> the refreshing part about it, though, is that the consumer will have an advocate. You know, we got to a point where. Harley Harley Davidson's word was like the word of God, and if they said that your warranty was voided because you put, you know, Shinko tires on, then your warranty was voided. There was nothing that you could do. At least now there's there's a course of action, and and it it's gonna it's gonna yet to be determined how this all plays out. But yeah. we'll keep bringing you the news as we get it, and uh, and check that out. Cool. Next up in the news, Women on Wheels 40th anniversary. In Winona. That's a lot of W's. I was just right? going to say Wow. Women in Winona. Founded in California in 1982, Women on Wheels Wow will celebrate its 40th anniversary in Winona, Minnesota, July 12th oh, it through the 14th. should be Wisconsin. Right? I'm just saying. Why, that would be wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow members wow, are wow. motorcycle riders, enthusiasts in their teens, in their 80s, and every age in between. Wow's focus on is on their members and the lifestyle of motorcycling rather than on the make model of machine. While welcomes beginner and veteran riders and people from all walks of life, male, female, and child support members are also valued members of the WOW family. Each July, the Board of Trustees invites members to a three-day event. Members come from across the United States. International members often enjoy their summer holiday at the International Ride-In. This is an American Motorcyclist Association-sanctioned event that will introduce its approximately 250 participants to the beautiful scenery and interesting sights in the area. So men can be a member of women on. You can be a support member. Oh, got it. That's I was a little confused. That's, that's the Wild Farm team. That was that was the Wild Factor. <laughs> we're we're going to get so much hate I, mail yeah, for tonight's show. But it, but again, I can't <laughs> emphasize enough. You're going to get hate mail just for pa- a, showing the pictures of Ferguson. Oh, for that's true, dude. But then most people already know Stone Sexy. Like, yeah, I oh, mean the, the whole thing with I the, think I threw up in my mouth. Wh- a little. Whoever whoever you are and whatever you are, riding's riding. Here, and, Drew and Woodford. Drew Woodford has some uh, insight for us. I was a certified Harley Davidson warranty manager for 11 years and only voided two warranties. That's because you're a nice guy, Drew. It's super rare. Did you More not like those two people? More of a threat and a way to push Scream and Eagle than anything. And that's part of right. part of what was contained in the brief from the FTC to Harley Davidson and Westinghouse. They want all of that verbiage that's put in the printed materials in the language of the dealerships that would suggest that any products from Harley Davidson are superior in any other way right. and they want them to play fair when it comes to the the aftermarket sale. So I mean that's that's a big part of this, man. But and it's like, it's frankly, good to hear that from somebody that you know was street level. No, I mean, if your bike needs those parts, it should just come with those parts. Just saying. What? Well, it sort of does or it wouldn't run. No, uh, no, no, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant. Shut up. I hate you both. Both of us? Shut up, Robert. Yeah, you're, yeah. 
Shove. I hate you both. He, he's Shove. guilty and I'm sitting with him. Is that what you're well, saying? Oh, guilty by you association. You two are like a bonded pair. It's strange. Booyah! Bonded? Moving on. This in from Motorsports Newswire. Honda recall for certain 2020 to 2022 GL1800 Goldwing motorcycles. Oh, boy. Yes, it's true. Honda recall engine stall from ignition timing software error. Summary, Honda, American Honda Motor Company, is recalling certain 2020 to 2022 GL1800 Goldwing motorcycles equipped with manual transmissions. An ignition timing software error for the engine control unit, ECU, may reduce engine performance, which can result in an engine stall. An engine stall can increase the risk of a crash. And that's why they're calling them back. You know, hate's a very, very bad word. Yeah, I don't I, hate. Hate's too strong. That's too strong. Yeah. I love you both so much. I want you to live forever. <laughs> How's that? Till so you're two hundred. Oh, two hundred. Two hundred. That's how much I love. There you, Mark. you go. Look, Drew Woodford again. We should have Drew. Listen, Let's Drew. Just have Drew. Next week when we have this follow-up show. Um. Maybe you can come on and talk with us. And did you Kevin, not? Kevin, and did you not like those two people? Minutes, did you not like those two people? He said they were both. They, they were both pricks. pricks. I said, right. Good for you then. <laughs> Drew Woodford also says can't come with those parts because of EPA emission law. Basically, California. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, we can't get into there. So hey, um, <laughs> Jesus. Now we got the whole state of California Great. sending in. Real hate. nice. They're gonna fall into the ocean anyway. Real nice, Chris. <laughs> how about uh how about a new product? There you go. I like new I'll try to pull this out. Well, there this. you go. The product spotlight is brought to you by Drag Specialties, the world's largest distributor of aftermarket accessories. Hey, this is Crystal Cycle Source Magazine, Grease and Gears TV, and this is your product spotlight. Today we're gonna take a look at the mid-USA Fatitude hardtail frame. Now, in this configuration, this frame comes in with a 38 degree neck rake with two inches in the down tube and will take up to a 230 rear tire. This will be specifically for your nose cone shovels, your big twin Evos, and even can accept a twin cam motor if you have the custom rear bracket. Check that out on the website. Uh, nice heavy duty frame tubing. Um, available from Dennis Kirk. Not only this configuration, but you can see all different uh, applications that they'll have for your custom product. Check them out today. Tell them the guys from Grease and Gears Garage sent you. man so listen uh down to the wire we're going to be giving that bike away with the good folks from dennis kirk in sturgis this year if you have not signed up get over to garage build today you know i haven't even got to go for a ride on that one. Oh, listen it was awesome oh shut up we ain't got no time for that crap heather <laughs> don't hate don't Shit hate needs to be done if I anybody knows if anybody knows the uh the retail value or a, a possibility of me buying that Chinese Evo motor, hook a brother up. I'm looking to build some choppers over here, yo. Chop shit. Oh. Let's get this. Let's get. Let's get. 
Uh, in the Let's meantime, pull this train into the station. In the meantime, if you crazy. if you have not yet got your tickets for the greatest chopper party on planet Earth, get over to smokeoutrally.com. Check it out. All the news that you need to know is over there. Um, we started announcing our bands. Everything is in play. And, so, uh, I got to tell you, I'm kind of sad. Yeah, buddy. Go ahead. Miss Judy and Michelle are coming down to help us out. But I think after watching Pat, she's changed her mind and is canceling her ticket. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Nine pound hammer. Somebody has to hold the hose for Ferguson. <gasps> Coffin cats. That's my mother. I know. She'd have so much fun. Hey, I didn't listen. just meet her. Mark. She'd have a blast. Who are you kidding? Listen. Your your mother your mother's a strong willed woman. That wouldn't be the first hose that she held for a bikini bike wash. That's right. <laughs> she would have herself okay. a blast. I think moving forward, I'm gonna need the sound effects. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Come on, your mom always has fun when she does. She sends vintage vintage day is Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. And that's we wanna we wanna talk to Jason because we understand that there was a there was a a rival event starting up Ooh, for the rival. motorcycle cannibal. Man, man. And uh, today, apparently, they, they canceled that event. I didn't get a link for the news. I, right, well, because it there's not an official oh. press release from the event, so I couldn't provide so that they, to you. So are we just telling stories? No. Are we, no, no. Are we bullshitting It's people? on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Judy Dugan, don't worry, I can take care of myself. See, exactly. You might, you might worry what? that I will. Ex- okay. <laughs> you go, Judy. Wait a minute. What is my la- what is my what is my maiden name? Say say hold, it right. Hold on. Say hold, my name. Hold on. Say don't, my name. Say my name, bitch. So so hold Duggan. on. Duggan. Let's yeah. not let's not cover up the fact that you always pull that, oh poor me, my mom. It's not happening, she's coming. <laughs> You're at. <laughs> Miss Judy Mark said you have to come. No yeah. bailing now. Rob Nussbaum, go Judy. See? Right? <laughs> no, Everybody loves your mom when my she My mother comes. is awesome. She is, I'm dude. so excited she's coming. She is. She's a blast. So, Y'all watch out for my sister, though. She'll kick your ass. I know. Just she's, she's got it going on, too, though. Nope. Uh, get over to Smoke Out anyway and check it out. Um, the, the band lineup is in. You know, we got great, great vendor. Like, the, the vendor area is going to be off the hook. We're absolutely packed up. If you check the map out, everything is happening at the smoke out. There's the dirt drags. So go over, check them out today at smokeoutrally.com. I appreciate everybody that's been working so hard to help us get that together. Um, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Dennis Kirk. And thank you guys for being patient with us. While we got back around from the 4th of July to make up this show for you. We got a great show coming up this weekend. Like I said, we're going to be doing a follow-up to the FTC ruling and uh, have some crosstalk about the whole how this applies to your Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Is that a hot topic? Um, Well, I think it's it's the responsible thing to do. You know what I mean? We don't want to... Last time we were on here and we were like, hey, you know, F Harley, like we're... We're all bored, you know, FTC says go install the craziest cam you want to in your motorcycle. And that's not exactly the message that you want to put out there. Well, I find this conversation very interesting. I think I may need to bring a pillow next week. Well, that'd be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wake you up. Oh, yeah. 
All right, man. Listen, let's cut you guys loose. We've, we've been rambling on here. It was a great show. Thanks to Pat and Mike again for coming on. Um, man, Sturgis is coming like crazy. Next week, we're going to be Five talking. Tuesdays. Five Tuesdays. Next week, we're going to be summarizing all the events. We're in the last stages of planning of a few last-minute details that are going to be sick. Did you see Jason Sims just said it, what he's bringing to New Vintage Day? Did you see that that lucky bastard won a panhead at Born Free? Yep. Yep. Like, seriously, Jason? It's not bad enough that he buys every cool-ass right? old motorcycle that there is. People are giving him wins, free he ones gives now. Them, like, yeah. Just yeah, kiss, so wrong. Kiss our ass, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even like him anymore. <laughs> we don't like he's, you anymore, he's Jason. He's out of the flannel mafia. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw him out of the flannel mafia. He invented the flannel well, mafia. I guess. All right. You can stay in. Yeah, you did mass, you dis, you did miss Pat. You can miss the first 10 minutes of Pat's interview because I'm pretty sure he was high. He, he wasn't there either. <laughs> that right? wasn't at the That was Jesus. like Sudafed or yeah. something. Dude, it was it was killing me. I literally thought I was going to have to step in and do another interview for Pat. <laughs> so. All right, man. Listen, thanks for tuning in and uh sharing some of your headspace with us. We appreciate it. Until next week, get out, do something with your motorcycle, get ready. The rest of the year is going to be off the hook. Don't miss a minute of it screw gas prices it's still cheap to ride a motorcycle we'll catch you guys next week same chopper time same chopper channel bye felicia we'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support and we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts products and events sns cycle mccune american baco parts the broken spoke saloon twisted tea the Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Chopper, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectra Oil, No School Choppers, Motion Pro Tools.